Hi again, listeners, and welcome to the latest footnote episode of the Fantasy Animation Podcast with me, a franchised Chris Holiday, And me, um, a multi-platformed Alex Sargent. There we go. I, I, I didn't tell you I was going to do that, so well, well done. Um, we are, and in fact, that functions as a nice little callback to another episode that we've done in, in these footnote formats on the notion of transmedia and, and Henry Jenkins and others' work on transmedia storytelling. And this kind of comes out, we teased a little bit in true multimedia or true transmedia fashion. We teased an episode on franchises. So here we are talking about Film franchises, and I guess the franchise era, we could say, mm-hmm. um, the contemporary economy of, of, or media ecology, let's say, of, of Hollywood. Lots and lots of people have written on cycles, remakes, film series, um, under perhaps a broader umbrella of the franchise. So exciting. And, and of course, you know, franchises has a lot in conversation with with fantasy and i know alex is is ready to to kick things off with the discussion of of lord of the rings but um i will set the timer so we have 10 minutes franchises what 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 are they yeah alex Sargent? so i think this one's a history a history lesson um i think this is about the way the the people have used the term franchises all the time and usually very meaningfully and pretty accurately so the only thing to kind of add to it is to think about franchises as a as a shift in the way in which or the a continual shift in the way in which film production particularly in the united states is organized and the kind of uh films you then get as a result of that organization so uh when we talk about franchises we are usually talk at least if we're talking about historians definitions of it we are usually yeah. talking about a post 2000 era of film production which marks a kind of, if not a, a full stop from previous eras, certainly a shift into a kind of more intensified version of what came before. So the story probably starts late, sort of late, uh, mid to late seventies, with the boom of the of the blockbuster. Yeah. Um, and what, why the story starts there is because something very uh, interesting happens when. Uh, Hollywood kind of Hollywood basically uh, collapses in the late 60s for people who don't know um, there's this kind of absolute financial collapse the studios are essentially bankrupt um, and they are bankrupted because the studios have been trying since the early 50s to compete with television and compete with all these different um you know, entertainment platforms. Uh, and by the end of the 60s, they have failed miserably. Um, so they're bankrupted and they are bought by a new generation of studio execs who are not film producers. They don't identify as film producers. They are multimedia conglomerates. They are interested in buying different multimedia assets to um, allow one to speak to the other. Okay, they're record producers, they're television producers, uh, they're... Las Vegas hotel owners, they're um, people interested in entertaining, uh, making a lot of money out of entertaining the public across lots of different platforms. And what that means is, is that Hollywood starts to become part of a broader system in which it isn't a production line that makes films anymore. It's part of a broader system which tries to get your attention through the entertainment industry. Should I pause Mm. there for a sec, Chris, so that we're not going to go through the whole... No, I'm just thinking about kind of if we're trying to locate the franchise. Yeah, I, I'm thinking. Well, I'm always thinking about James Bond, of course, but yes. I'm, I'm also, you know, I'm also thinking about many scholars, and there are there are people writing on the notion of the franchise that have taken a more, as you say, historical approach and looked at the classical Hollywood era to talk about. Um, 
I guess sequels the 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 role of sequels mm. within the classical Hollywood system. So sequels did exist. Yep. And serials did exist. Like serials <laughs> yes. were really big in the in the Hollywood era. You know, there were there were early serials of Superman, Batman, things like that. Lots of you well, know I, detective yeah, mysteries. I, I remember as an undergraduate student in a silent cinema course, um, learning about the perils of Pauline. Um, right. So all of these sorts of series, all of the these Bowery serials. Boys, uh, these kind of yeah, yeah, um, these kind of yeah. you know detective. Um, uh, yeah. So, it, what is a franchise? It's not just a sequel. It's not just a run of films yeah. that happen to have a, a recurring set of characters or narratives. Because Hollywood's been doing that. Well, films yes, have been exactly. doing that since the dawn of of, of film. So it's yeah. not just that. It's it's a new way of economically organizing your entire industry. So sequels are an attempt to make more money out of a previous product. Fine. A franchise is a way of 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 responding to what happens after the 1970s, which is that from this factory line system of production, and this is slowly happening throughout the decade, but it really kind of dramatically changes around the sort of mid seventies, this factory line system of production. Of, okay. We'll make this film. Then we'll make this film. We'll get John Ford to go make this Western and then this Western. And we'll get uh, Michael Curtiz to make Casablanca and then make this screwball comedy and Howard Hawks can go over here and over there. That gets replaced by an individual film by film system of labor, which means that mm-hmm. labor becomes far more precarious um, and uh, risk is spread by film by film by film people should sign film by film contracts stars don't sign uh contracts with studios anymore they sign contracts to star in a film or maybe two or three films if you're lucky but usually a film so that creates an element of precarity that the studio is trying to solve after that how do you how do you how do you make it so that you can be sure what you're doing next year if you're living in a film by film basis the answer is um, you rely more on sequels. Um, you rely more on this kind of system of production. Um, you make Indiana Jones movies. You make Star Wars movies. Um, and slowly and slowly and slowly, that evolves into the franchise system, which is, okay, we aren't making a film here. We're not making a singular film or even a couple of films. We are making a a franchise. We are making a, a, a thing that's going to keep us all in jobs for a decade or more and it's going to make money out of a variety of different media outputs and i think that's yeah. the kind of way of clarifying the difference yeah it feels very the way you've described it it feels very sort of top down i guess in the in the way that franchises are organized perhaps doesn't have the same implications as as transmedia when we talked about fandom it feels very sort of industrial i suppose one of the things i'd I'd, there are you know there are people writing on the franchise era and there's an introduction to a book called the franchise era a managing media in the digital economy that talks about um i guess the blockbuster and how one would define the blockbuster and talks about the tim burton 1989 batman um exemplifying a kind of model of synergy which is obviously something we, we talked about when we um when we talked about transmedia um so synergy begins to spread in this period with a comic book character birthing a media franchise whose sequels animated spin-offs and ancillary merchandise arrived through the various sectors of the warner's conglomerate mm. so uh, in terms of blockbusters then so franchises are rooted in in let's say a, a, how jeff king would talk about blockbusters as sort of based on pre-sold pleasures so there's already an existing audience for 
franchises work on the basis of an existing audience. So you have the Mission Impossible films that, uh, sorry, the Mission Impossible television programs that people like, uh, who also like other Tom Cruise movies, and of course these two things come yeah. together. Um, so it, it's tied quite closely with this post. 1970s blockbuster yes. shift within Hollywood, but but and the examples you just used there articulate very nicely the difference that happens in the in the noughties, which is that Mission Impossible was never intended to be an eight nine whatever it is uh, <laughs> film franchise. Yeah. Batman, um, I think they hoped to make some sequels, but they never they, they they didn't sign up, they didn't build the infrastructure for a Batman franchise until after Batman was a hit. So if the 80s and 90s are a system of proving that you can create franchises out of movies, when the noughties happen, studios go, okay, well, why don't we just create movies out of franchises? Why don't we make Lord of the Rings in three films in one go? And and yeah. and we have an entire film industry in New Zealand ready to do this. Um, yeah. uh, and then once we finish Lord of the Rings, we need another franchise, so we'll do The Hobbit. Um okay, that worked. Why don't we do the same with the Chronicles of Narnia? That's 10 movies, uh, Harry Potter. Um, and then slowly we get to a system where we've got uh, Marvel Studios, which is called Marvel Studios, but it's not a film studio in the kind of old sense of the world. It's a studio that makes a franchise. Um, mm. James Gunn is now the head of DC's franchise. Um, you know, the, the, this, is the, this is the change in the system, is that we yeah. go from a if the 80s and 90s are about proving franchises can exist, the noughties are about proactively trying to create them. Yeah, no, I, and I think that sort of speaks to a chronological or a, a kind of retrospection that, that can happen when a film is a surprising, you know, you have that kind of films of surprising successes and studios go, brilliant, well, what we'll do is we'll make franchises out of them. But what we're saying here is that, that and, and, and in the case of something like Lord of the Rings and, and, and fantasy franchises and yeah. the way that you've described it, that the franchise existed before the films. Well, the, the the structure of the franchise yeah, yeah, was yeah. built to make... Uh, they didn't make The Fellowship of the Ring as a film and then try to create a franchise out of it. They made yeah, The Fellowship yeah. of the Ring as a calculated effort to create a, a, a three-part trilogy um, all in one go. I mean, that's a kind of you know liminal example in that it's sort of a franchise, but it's only three movies, so there's parallels with things like you know star wars and things like that prior to yeah. it or the or the prequels trilogy or something like that but but harry potter certainly you know that they that they, 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 from day one they knew they were making 10 movies or whatever well what was it seven movies which became eight movies or whatever the, the precise numbers are and then yeah. we get to a state where why does there have to be why does there have to be a cap on this why can't we have a franchise based on marvel the whole universe Catalog. of marvel yeah um, yeah. Why can't we have a franchise based on the monsters from um, from from Universal? And remember that catastrophic uh, attempt to build a franchise out of uh, the Mummy and the Wolfman and all this kind of stuff with Tom Cruise and uh, wasn't Johnny yeah. Depp in it as the Invisible Man or some sort of nonsense <laughs> like that? Um, or, or, or yeah, anyway. So there are clear attempts to build franchises. They don't all work. But they are they are not films that become franchises. They are franchises in which films are created to build them. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, there we go. We, we've we've hit we've hit time, but right. we've, and we have mentioned a couple of of um, 
books along the way and stuff on yeah. New Hollywood by Jeff King and and this and I'll put the link to the to the Fine. Um, franchise then, era. Anything else? Yeah, just two quick books. One J.D. Uh, Connors, The Studio After the Studios, Neoclassical Hollywood, 1970 to 2010. That's a really good book that kind of charts uh, this historical trajectory that we just explored. And another good one, the Frodo franchise by Kristen Thompson, um, which is um, which is which kind of explains the kind of what Lord of the Rings does to the film industry really really well. Right. Well, there we go then. That is that is franchises done and dusted, yeah. as it were. Well, they're never done and dusted, but no, uh, no. but hopefully explained a little bit better. As always, if you have a suggestion for a future footnote episode, you can email us at fananimresearch, F-A-N-A-N-I-M, research at gmail.com or, or, or at us at Twitter, Facebook or Instagram using the same handle. Um, otherwise, we'll see you next time. Bye.